Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com, where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm your host, Kayla White. Today, we're answering this question. And my question is, uh, why do we have lovebirds in the wild? Multiple people have asked versions of this question. One person even asked if they're an invasive species. Honestly, I had never really heard of these and didn't even know we had them here. So I'm excited to hear this probably as much as you. Producer Maritza Dominguez will break down how this exotic bird found a new home in the valley. Take it away. This is the sound of a rosy-faced lovebird. You might be familiar with the sound if you live in the valley. Maybe you've even seen one. Here's how lovebird enthusiast Kurt Rademacher describes them. Well, a rosy-faced lovebird is a small parrot. It's kind of like a parakeet. They're about five to seven inches long, so think about the length of a plastic water bottle. They're about the size, and they're beautiful green with red on the face and rosy. Kurt is the past president, now volunteer of the Arizona Field Ornithologist Organization. It's a group that promotes bird watching and the study of birds. Kurt said that lovebirds are originally from Sub-Saharan Africa and Madagascar, but a feral population of lovebirds started growing here in the mid-1980s, and by the 2010s, people really started to take notice. Well, people were, were contacting the AZFO about, you know, they were seeing these little, little parrots, like little lovebirds, and so there was a big interest. In 2011, Kurt and fellow AZFO member Troy Corman got together to create a census for the lovebird population in the valley. Troy and Kurt drove around town in search for lovebirds. However, lovebirds are not easy to find because of where they usually nest. And they like the canals and the canary palm trees. And because the canary palms are artificial, they like the canary palm trees. So they are attracted to that and they nest in the palm fronds. They are often hidden at the top of palm trees, They especially like the ones with the dead yellow fronds that hang on the tree. Lovebirds can also be found in hollowed-out saguaros. But Kurt and Troy ended up finding... And we found over a thousand pairs. That's more or less 2,000 birds in Metro Phoenix. This 2011 census is the most up-to-date count of the lovebird population. However, Kurt did mention that they hope to do another one soon. But the population seems to be growing but stable. It's not growing fast, but I I don't imagine that has really dramatically increased because we're not seeing more locations. The locations where he found the lovebirds have remained fairly consistent. So that's a little bit about lovebirds themselves. They're these jittery little green birds that live in palm fronds and saguaros. And we've got about 2,000 of them living in the wild in the valley. But just how did Arizona get a feral population of lovebirds? What brought them all the way from places like Gambia? Well, there's a story that's gone around that a monsoon storm destroyed an aviary in Apache Junction, releasing these lovebirds. But Kurt didn't give that story much credit. Probably urban legend. I called Arizona Game and Fish Department to see if they could confirm the story. They also said it was a word of mouth story. So what's the real story then? Amy Burnett is the Education Program Manager from the Arizona Game and Fish Department. She said that these lovebirds have been introduced into the wild in Phoenix by humans either accidentally or deliberately. 
So the Arizona Game and Fish Department considers lovebirds to be an introduced species. That means they're not an invasive species. What happens is this. Lovebirds are very popular pets. However, they require lots of attention. They're social pets and need daily interaction. And also, it's likely you'll need two lovebirds because they're best kept as a pair. But what happens is they are a popular cage bird and a lot of people have lovebirds as pets. So these lovebirds that are in the wild are probably just individual escapes from people. That, or they were intentionally let go. But once lovebirds were introduced to the wild in Phoenix, they were able to survive. Where they come from is Gambia in Africa, which the climate is a lot like Arizona. It's very deserty and dry. So the peach-faced lovebird really likes the dry climate, like the desert climate, like in Arizona. So as these lovebirds roam free and adapt to Arizona's environment, are they harming any species here? That depends on who you ask. But the peach-faced lovebird has been found to be very, you know, it fits right in the community. It doesn't really, it hasn't caused a problem for other birds and native birds. Arizona Game and Fish thinks differently about this. Most importantly, lovebirds compete with native birds for cavities. So if you have, for example, a bird like a woodpecker, that might not be as much affected because it can build its own cavity, it can put, make its own holes. But an American kestrel or a bluebird, which relies on already existing cavities, they might find themselves out of luck because a, a lovebird has taken over um, a nesting cavity that they would have taken. Amy said there hasn't been extensive research into lovebirds in the valley, so it's hard to know what kind of impact they're making. But AZ Game and Fish really discourages owners from releasing lovebirds into the wild. So releasing a lovebird, like any non-native pet that you might be tempted to release in the wild, is illegal. But more importantly, when you release something into the wild, it could have long-term ramifications that you, that you really can't see when you're doing it. She went on to say that the best thing to do is to contact your local parrot rescue or a bird rehab center instead of releasing the bird. And they can point you in the direction of someone who could rehome that bird for you. She also discourages people from feeding them. But many people in the valley enjoy having this exotic bird around. Take, for example, customers of Burgie's Coffee Roast House in downtown Gilbert. Oh, immediately it's like, look at that bird, look, there's a parrot, you know, and yet, so it's, it's kind of neat. Lots of people now come down once a week just to sit and watch them, and they take pictures of them, and uh, it's be, just become part of downtown and certainly part of our coffee shop because uh, uh, they love coming down here, and it's a nice place to sit. This is Brian, co-owner of the coffee shop. I met up with him on an early Friday morning while he was roasting coffee beans. They have a large patio where people can sit and relax, while listening to the birds chirp or live music. On two corners of the patio, they have bird feeders, where you'll find the birds getting their grub on. We're feeding them both peanuts and those nice little seed blocks that they like. Um, They call when they're empty. The coffee shop has been in downtown Gilbert for the last 11 years. Ryan told me he's seen the population grow in the last few years. It's something we never expected, and it's just a blessing to have them down here. So if you ever want to do some bird watching without having to pull out those binoculars, your best bet is to hang out at Birgie's Coffee Roast House.
Hey, it's me, Kayla again. Who knew that lovebirds made a home for themselves here? Right, and they're really pretty. Kurt from AZFO told me that their lovebird census is actually their most popular page on the website. Turns out it's not just me Googling lovebirds in Arizona. I'm not sure if I've ever seen one, but maybe I'll have to go looking for lovebirds with my new lovebird. (laughs) (laughs) Kayla, get out of here. Well, that's it for today. If you have more questions about how Metro Phoenix is changing, submit them to us at valley101.azcentral.com. And if you're a new listener, remember, you can go back and listen to old episodes. Let us know what you think by leaving us a rating or review on your podcast listening app. As always, thank you for listening to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. See you next week.